0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Unconventional Gal Forging Your Own Path with me, your host, Cherokee. So I do not have a guest this week, so here I am again with my life update podcast. You guys, oh, I just found a a random orange segment on my couch. Not a candy, but an actual piece of orange. Let's just put that over there. Anyways, you guys seem to like my last life update I almost said tutorial. I seriously, my friends, my brain is spinning. I have so many things happening. I've got all these travel dates now. I'm tattooing in Portland and Vegas and Phoenix, and I'm booking all of that and still doing my studio stuff and still doing vintage glam and making videos. And now I'm streaming on Bigo. And today is actually my three-year anniversary with Sir James. I am currently staring at a giant bouquet of flowers because he told me because it was our three-year anniversary, he bought me three bundles of flowers and they smell amazing. lilies excuse me, lilies are my favorite flower. And so he bought me a bunch of them and I closed all the doors and windows because I'm making my podcast. So it is me huffing the fumes of these gorgeous lilies, which is not a bad problem to have. So anyways, you guys seem to like my last, my last life update podcast, not tutorial. And so I am here today with another one. I'm just going to kind of chat about what's going on, what's going on in life. So this week has been hectic for me, not only because of work, but also I was chewing on a dang jelly bean because it's Easter or it was Easter and it pulled one of my partial crowns out, which is super fun. If you have followed me for any amount of time, you know I have lots of dental problems all the time. My family genetically has very weak tooth enamel, so we all get cavities very easily. I brush and floss twice a day, every single day, and I still, like, half of the teeth in my mouth are crowns. I don't have a molar. I don't have an OG molar left in my head that I grew. Oh, except for my wisdom teeth. I do still have all four of my wisdom teeth. I was yawning once and my mom looked in my mouth and she goes, why do you have so many teeth? (laughs) Because my teeth go all the way back. And because my wisdom teeth came in straight, I just look like I have an exorbitant amount of teeth in there. So anyways, so my crown came out and I was like, okay, no problem. I'll Just have them, you know, go on Monday, have them, glue it back in. So I went and the dentist was like, oh yeah, you actually had a cavity under that crown. So it's going to be a full crown now. And it might be a root canal. Ugh. But because I am a mega sissy when it comes to the dentist, it's not the shots. Shots are fine. It's the drill. So I need all the drugs. Drugs, not hugs in this situation. It's usually the other way around. But today, well, on dentist day, it is definitely drugs, not hugs. I couldn't get it done that day because they didn't have nitrous in the office. And not only do I need nitrous, but I also need to take a Valium before the dentist because my anxiety gets so bad that it negates the numbing. And then I'm just not numb. So I feel everything, which is let me tell you, super fun. So as soon as they could get me in was a week and a half from my appointment. So they basically put this like little putty uh, temporary crown on, not even a crown. It's just a little piece of like tooth putty to fill in the hole. So I haven't been able to eat on that side of my mouth. Well, my first few days before I even had anything in there, I was on a soft food diet because I was terrified of like messing anything up. So yeah, I have to go get my crown got get it built and then they're going to let it sit the temporary sit for two weeks to make sure i don't need a root canal and then i get my permanent so it's like almost a month that i have to wait to get this stupid tooth fixed So that has been my dental drama of the week. If anyone else is going through any dental catastrophes, I feel you. I feel your pain. Find a dentist that will give you all of the drugs and it will make your life so much better. But also find somebody that can drive you home because you don't want to be driving. When I guess when I take Valium, I walk like a Clydesdale. Like I step like I'm stepping over things, which apparently is very funny. I don't know because I'm on another planet, which is where I need to be when I have people drilling inside of my mouth hole so speaking of the crown i am currently watching the crown i started the first season a long long time ago i think i watched like the first four episodes kind of lost interest started watching victoria victoria was way better i don't know if i've talked about this before i may have i may be repeating myself if i have apologies i promise this is going somewhere actually i don't promise that at all i don't even know where this is going but to back this train up, I um, started watching it, Lost Interest. And then when they did the Princess Diana season, I was like, God damn it. Now I have to watch it because I want to watch the Diana stuff. And I feel like I need to watch the whole show to get all the backstory. So I finished the first season, loved it, started the second season, and then it hit a slow spot again. And I feel like it's one of those shows, like if you're not like really focused and really into it, it can be a little slow. It can be a little boring. It hits those hits those little those lows. So, trying to get through season two right now. No, season three. Yeah, so it's the when the cast ages or the cast turns over because they have aged. Also sad that Prince Philip died today, actually same day as DMX died. So RIP to those two champions. Um, I know that DMX did a lot of good things for mental health awareness and uh, for the kids. And he was a really positive influence in the hip-hop world. So that is super mega sad. Also sad that Prince Philip died. He was 99. I feel like he probably led a pretty full life of amazingness. And everybody's got to go at some time. So it's sad, but not unexpected. But the crown is so interesting. And I know that a lot of it is fiction or like embellishment on the truth, but even the stuff that is factual is so interesting. And I've always been obsessed with English history, specifically British history. History? Wow, I got real accent there. British history, I've been obsessed with, but most of it is like pre-18th century is what I have always been obsessed with. So I didn't really know a lot about the Windsor's. And I feel like as I'm watching the show, I'm Googling, like, is this true? Did this happen? And as I type it in, it always pops up. So I know there's been like 8 million other people that have also been asking the same questions as me, which I think is very interesting watching this show. So I'm excited to get to the Diana stuff. I just listened to a really good podcast about Diana's life. I was actually a sophomore in high school when Princess Diana died. And so I was old enough to remember it very, very vividly. My mom loved her. I really had no idea who the royal family even was. I was 16 and I had better fish to fry in my life or bigger fish to fry or better things to do. Whatever the saying is, I had that. Um, So, yeah, I didn't really know much about the royal family when Diana was alive and even when she had newly passed away. So I'm very much enjoying listening to and uh, sort of researching about all of it now. So another thing I watched recently was not a show, but a documentary. And it was made by Soleil Moon Frye, who, if you are not familiar with her, she was a punky Brewster on the show in the 80s. My mom actually called me Punky Brewster when I was little because I had brown hair and freckles and I looked a lot like her. I did not get the giant boobs that she got, fortunately. (laughs) But I did look a lot like her as a kid and I was kind of a little oddball kid. So Punky Brewster was, I don't know, held a really close place in my heart. And when I saw that she had made a documentary, I was very curious about it. So apparently through the 80s and 90s, mostly the 90s, just being a teenager in the 90s, which I was as well, I think she's maybe two years older than me. She documented everything. She took pictures, but she had a video camera. And it was back before video cameras were really a thing. And so she made videos of everyone. I mean, any actor you can think of that was a teenager in the 90s, it's like the whole cast of Saved by the Bell, uh, Balthazar Getty, the cast of kids, if anyone remembers that skateboarding movie. I think even Johnny Depp is in there. Leonardo DiCaprio is in there. Uh, Brian Austin Green, some of the Nine Hundred Two and O cast, like all of these kids as teenagers. There's all this footage. Some of it is really embarrassing, but it also shows them, you know, sort of dealing with addiction and alcohol abuse and suicide and just... Oh, she also dated Jonathan Brandis, who committed suicide by hanging himself when he was pretty young. She talked about him a little bit. So... Any of you guys that were teenagers or kids or adolescents or whatever in the 90s and you remember this whole generation of actors and Hollywood, please watch this sh- – this, uh, not a show, sorry. It's a documentary. It's on Hulu. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Kid 90. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's not very long. It's only like an hour and a half, maybe an hour and 20 minutes, but – It definitely was a blast from the past. There were definitely a few weepy moments in there and just like really feeling a lot of the things that she was saying about adolescence and growing up and just the uniqueness of being a kid in the 90s or being, you know, a teenager coming of age in the 90s. So highly recommend that thing. That thing. That sounds really rude. So the hecticness of my life right now is kind of around traveling so if you guys don't know I am well you have to if you listen to my podcast but if you're jumping around maybe you don't I am offering cosmetic tattoo services now so I am doing brows and liner and tattoo removal small tattoo removal but I am traveling a little bit so unfortunately there are a lot of places I can't go because I have to be licensed in the state or the city that I'm tattooing in Some places are really flexible, like Phoenix, you don't have to be licensed there. Vegas, um, I'm going to be there so often that I'm actually getting licensed there. And Portland offers temporary tattoo licenses so that you can just go up there for like a few days or whatever. There's a lot of places that don't. So Seattle was one of them. Washington does not offer temporary licenses and it's kind of a process. I really wanted to go to Colorado because that's where my family lives, but you have to be an esthetician or a cosmetologist in Colorado, like licensed by that state to do permanent makeup. And even though I am a licensed esthetician, I do not have a license in that state. So uh, I don't want to do a state board test again. No, thank you. No, sir. No, ma'am. So Phoenix, Vegas, Portland, those were the three cities that I found that were easy to make sure I'm licensed. And it is very important to me as a professional that I am licensed wherever I am working, especially because I need insurance and I'm not trying to tattoo faces in places that my insurance won't cover me. And it will only cover me in places that I am abiding by their rules. So that being said, if anybody wants to come and get some brows or liner done by me when I am in these places, go to at the Cherry Doll Face on any of my socials, Facebook, Instagram mostly, you'll see my tour flyers also at Skin by Cherokee. That's my studio Instagram and Facebook. And the specific dates are there. But I will be in Phoenix in May. I will be in Vegas in June. And I will be in Portland in July. My Portland July digs actually sold out in less than a day. So I will be back in Portland in September. And I only have two spots left already for September. So I'll probably be back to Portland maybe the end of winter, maybe like December. January. It does get expensive to fly back and forth. Luckily, I do have family and friends in Portland, so that makes it a little bit easier. But yeah, Portland seems to be the place. And if you are in Seattle and you want to come see me, Portland is as as close as I'm going to get unless Washington magically changes their licensing. And if you don't want any cosmetic tattoo stuff, then sorry, you had to listen to this. But I'm talking about my life. This is a life update, and this is what's happening in my life. What also is happening in my life at this very second, not only is there a big giant vase of flowers in front of me there's also a big bag of farmhouse thin and crispy chocolate chip toffee cookies sitting right in front of me and the good thing is that instead of the picture sitting right in front of me the bag is turned a little bit so the nutritional facts are actually sitting in front of me so seeing the fat and calories and sugar looking at me makes me uh I don't know, makes it easier for me to avoid the temptation that the devil has put in front of me right now. I also know that I'm going on a date tonight with my gorgeous boyfriend for our anniversary and we're going to a nice restaurant and I'm probably going to feast like a mad person. So I'm trying my best. Maybe I'll grab that orange segment that's all dried up and crusty and just take a little munch on that. So the other thing that's happening is I'm streaming on Bego. If you guys don't know what Bego is, it is a streaming site, a streaming service, It's kind of like Twitch, I guess. I don't really know much about Twitch, but it's the same idea where you just kind of like stream and then like do whatever you want. So I've been streaming and I've been just like doing the things that, are too time consuming to put into a video. So for like, you know, YouTube, I can't do a full tutorial with no cuts because that takes too long. So I've been doing hair tutorials of my shorter haircut and like tours around my house and tours of my closet. I'm actually planning on doing a closet tour where I literally just take everything out of my closet piece by piece and show you guys my whole vintage collection. So, and you know, sometimes I just hop on there and chat and answer questions and that kind of thing. So if you want to download Bego, the link to download it is in the show notes of this podcast. Use that link to download it and then just find me. I am Cherry Dollface on Bigo. Come find me and hang out. For some reason in my little podcast topic notes for today, I wrote, how much does permanent makeup hurt? So maybe I wanted to talk about how much it hurts. This is something actually that I get asked a lot because I think people are a little bit afraid of it. I especially notice when I have clients come in that have body tattoos, they're always more nervous than my clients that come in that have none. But I think it's because you think that permanent cosmetics are going to hurt as much as a body tattoo. Put your mind at ease because permanent cosmetics are done differently than body tattoos. Sometimes we use the same machines. There are PMU machines that are specifically made for permanent makeup that just you know help you hold a little bit different. But we set the stroke of the machine lighter. And that means that the needle hits your skin softer and not as many times. So that alone makes it less painful. We also don't tattoo as deep as a body tattoo and we use pigments instead of inks. And that's why uh, cosmetic tattooing is not permanent, permanent like a body tattoo is. Also the other thing with cosmetic tattooing, well for me at least not everybody does this, but I numb my clients. I pre-numb and I do secondary numbing once your skin is broken. Most of my clients, I mean pretty much every single eyebrow client I've ever had tells me it doesn't hurt. Like the most they say it feels kind of like a sharp sharpie like I'm riding on their face with something kind of sharp but not like super painful. I've never had anybody like cry or freak out or leave or have to tap out. Like it's really not that painful. The other thing too is it goes pretty fast. So once you get once I get through the first pass and I put the secondary numbing on the secondary numbing like you most of my clients are like I know you're doing it. I can feel you stretching my skin but I can't feel it. So brows are pretty, pretty much painless, which is great. Liner can be a little bit spicier. I think the thing with liner that is a little bit more jarring is that it tickles. Like when when I get in between your lashes, even if it's numb, you're still going to get a sensation of it being tickly. And so people will flinch, but it's fine. I know how to hold and stretch that if you flinch, you're okay. But yeah, I think that's probably the biggest complaint I get with liner. And lash enhancements, pretty much painless. The liner, like the winged liner, can be a little bit more painful because it is on that outer part of your lid and it's it's a pretty sensitive spot. So that can get a little spicy. But the thing to remember about liner is that it goes so fast. So yeah, it's like maybe an hour and a half, two hours of, you know, a little bit of pain for like years of not having to do your eye makeup. So... If you are interested in cosmetic tattooing, don't be scared. And even if you don't come to me, go to somebody that will help make you comfortable and it shouldn't be super bad. Okay, so let's take a break. Uh, This is the first time I'm uh, attempting to do this. So I'm going to take a little sponsor break and then we will be back. Okay, so I'm back. Hopefully that wasn't just a little break with nothing in between and then me saying I'm back, but I'm doing this whole thing with Anchor and I'm trying to figure out how their system works. Please give me a review if you find it in your heart to do. I always love getting reviews. Speaking of reviews, I'm going to review a book this week. This is actually a book that I am currently reading and I have not finished, but I never give spoilers anyways, so I figure why the heck not because I am really enjoying this book and I've read so many slow, boring books before this. So I'm like excited on a book that I can't put down. This is actually recommended to me by my best friend because we are watching Firefly Lane on Netflix, which by the way is kind of whatever, but the gal that wrote that book that they turned into a show wrote this book called The Nightingale. Her name is Kristen Hanna. It is, uh, it's essentially a historical fiction. It's about French women in World War II when France was occupied by Germany that basically helped people that were being persecuted by the Nazis, helped them escape out of France, helped them get away from Nazis, helped them hide. Uh, There was basically like, you know, this whole underground of French women that Helped. They are fictional characters, but it is based on real stuff. It's just written super well. It's really interesting. They're actually making a movie about it and it's going to be the Fanning sisters. So Elle Fanning and Dakota Fanning are playing the two sisters that are in the movie. Not in the movie. That's what they're doing, playing the two sisters that are in the book. And so I think it's going to be really, really good. So if you guys want to see the movie, I would definitely suggest reading the book first. Like I said, I'm only about halfway through, but I'm addicted and it's really, really good. So if you want a good historical fiction that is more war based, read it. Let's get into some stories. Nope, not stories at all. Let's get into some questions. So At Mrs. Newbie 3.0 asks, what is the most positive thing you have received or experienced in the last year? Oh, man. I mean, probably the most positive thing I've experienced is opening up my studio. Just... The amount of love and support I have gotten from people booking appointments and coming back and just being loyal, loyal clients, loyal friends. Um, it's been absolutely incredible. It's been the best first year of owning a business I could ever have hoped for. And I know the first year is usually the most stressful and it has been stressful, but it's been so positive and so rewarding. At Miss underscore Sandra Lee said, Viva, what are you thinking about it this year? And are you thinking of going? So yes, I am going. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, Viva Las Vegas is a rockabilly weekend that is held in Vegas every year. Well, except last year. Usually on Easter weekend, but they pushed it this year to September. I will be there in September. I will also be there next year. Yeah, I will definitely be there. Vegas is only a four hour drive for me and I am very excited. I am doing photo shoots with Liz, paint Up by Liz, Liz Huckleby. So if you are interested in coming and shooting with us, I'm doing the Glam for the shoots, the hair and makeup. And then she will be doing the pictures just like we do every year. We only have a few spots because we carried over the ones from the last canceled one. So if you're interested, come see us. I will also probably be doing No, not probably. Definitely be doing a book signing with working class publishing in their booth at the car show because I have my cookbooks still. So um, probably also be selling some shirts and sweaters and I don't know, maybe prints and stuff like that. So if you are going to Viva, be sure to come. If you just see me walking around, please say hi. If you want to take a picture, don't be shy. promise I'm friendly. At Freulane underscore honey underscore B said, not a question, but you encouraged me to strive for my dreams. So I started my law degree. That is so exciting. Well, I'm stoked. I encourage you to do anything in your life, but man, a law degree—talk about a, a tall order. That is super rad. Congratulations. Hopefully, it's you're not in the the dead of it where you regret your decision. But there's always—I feel like that point in any new undergoing, especially when it comes to some sort of high level degree. At L underscore pigeon said, how does it feel to go from the travel slash group side of beauty to a one-on-one slash studio side? This is an interesting question because I am still doing little travel stops here and there. So a couple weeks ago, I was in Sacramento. I'm still doing Viva. I'm going to be in Phoenix in May and I'm now I'm traveling a little bit for tattooing. But the thing is, is when I travel, it never really was groups because I always had my clients one-on-one. So even if we did six girls in a day, they came to see me every hour and a half. So it really feels a lot the same in my studio. It's the same kind of staggering with clients. I've never, besides classes, classes are the only thing really that I've ever had where there's big groups. And I haven't really done classes in a long time. When I kept traveling towards the end of my traveling career, it was mostly just photo shoots and that was always one-on-one. So that really hasn't changed at all. But the not having to rely on travel is Wonderful. Now, when I do travel, it's just here and there. So I don't feel that like rush to get home. I don't feel the misery of like sitting in an Airbnb and like just wanting to be home and be in my own bed and be with James. Like now it's only a few days. It's only here or there. There's like the novelty is back to it a little bit. And especially because I'm not doing like the vintage glam stuff so regularly, it is. A lot more fun when I get to do it because, like I said, it's kind of a novelty. So, yeah, it feels good. It feels good going from the travel side to the the studio side for sure. But because I work in an industry that's so, schedules are so flexible anyways, I feel like if I do want to travel, if I still have that urge, I can do that too. And it it doesn't matter. And also being able to travel for fun still is great because I don't have to answer to the man or the woman. I don't have to answer to anybody but me. I guess I'm the man. At Allison Riker says, are you in touch with Micheline Pitt these days? Always thought she would be a cool guest. Yes, I am. Micheline is a mega sweetheart. Her shop vixen is actually right down the street from my house. I drive by it all the time. I I think she just reopened her shop after being closed through all of COVID. So if you are in Burbank, definitely swing by her shop and support. But yeah, Micheline is great. We don't talk super regularly, but... um when we run into each other, or well, we don't really run into each other with COVID, but you know, if we come across each other on the internet or whatever, we're always up for a chat. I actually did ask her to be a guest on my podcast. She is going through a bunch of stuff with opening her new business and moving locations. And she has a lot on her plate right now. So she was super stoked. She definitely wants to be my guest once things slow down. So if you guys are a fan of Micheline Pit, keep your peepers open probably in the next... I don't even know, months, years, <laughs> some, some indiscriminate amount of time. Micheline will definitely be a guest and we'll be talking probably about her being a super badass self-made designer and business owner and clothing. I don't know. She does a lot of things. Plus she's just a freaking mega babe. All right. At Mia Moore. So I just realized this is my, Mia is my friend. I just realized saying it out loud. So her name is spelled M I A M O O R E, like a normal name. But when you say it out loud, it sounds like Mia Moore, like Mia Moore, <laughs> like my love. I love that. I wonder if she did that on purpose. Probably because I'm pretty sure Moore is not her real last name. Actually, I'm positive Moore is not her real last name. Um, she wants to know how are you? How's your heart? I'm good my friends, I'm very good. I don't think I have been this good in a long time. I had a little bit of a bout with depression through the holidays and into early January. Not a little bit of a bout. It was a pretty dark, low swing. And I'm slowly getting that back on track, getting myself balanced a little bit there. But I feel happy. I feel fulfilled. My studio is nice and busy and everybody that has come in. I mean, I'm not even kidding you you guys. Every single client that has stepped foot in my studio has been like the best, coolest. Time goes by so fast. I'm always sad when they leave because I'm like, oh, I just made a friend and now you're going to leave me maybe for a month or many months, depending on what service they get. But yeah, so my studio, like I'm ha- so happy going there. Every day I have my little routine. I walk in, turn on the light, turn on the speaker, turn off the bright lights, um, turn on a podcast while I light my candles. And I just like have this routine. And it's, I talked about this before in my last life update of like how funny it feels to be so excited to have a routine. But when you've been deprived of normalcy for so many years in your work schedule, it just feels nice. It's nice when I just leave and then I come home and now the gyms are open. Oh my goodness gracious. My gym is right across the street from my studio. So being able to just bring my gym clothes and change in my studio and go work out, talk about like being good for the mentals. I think that is another reason why I've been so good and been feeling so happy is just because, um, you know, the endorphins from working out are good for the brain, good for the mentals and also good for the body. And it sucks working out with a mask on, but these are the the things that we have to do in COVID world. And hopefully we get to a day when we don't have that, but, but yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling happy. My heart has been fine actually. Uh, you know what? I still have my ups and downs on certain days. If I Don't drink enough water or it's been too long since I've eaten or had too many glasses of wine the night before or if I accidentally eat something with caffeine in it, which doesn't happen very often anymore. Mostly it's if there's sneaky chocolate and stuff and it's a really high level of dark chocolate. That can be a a sneaky little culprit. And some days when I'm a little bit more stressed or a little bit more anxious, that can definitely kind of set my heart off. But in general, I got vaccinated too and that didn't do anything. I didn't feel any differences or changes and I there, there's been some talk whether that you know changes when you have rhythm problems but oh my gosh you guys so I shaved as you do on the day of your anniversary and I'm rubbing the back of my thigh right now like almost my underbutt, and I have the longest hair like like on a man it would be an, an average length for like a man's head hair or a lady with a pixie cut it is so long. And now I'm looking at it, and it's like catching the light. Wow, this is my life, my friends. I'm going to go have to tweeze that. I feel like it's going to get caught in something, and that'll be terrible. All right, I'm getting a little sidetracked here. So this is just a little mini episode this week. I hope you enjoyed catching up with me. Like I said before, please leave me a review if you are enjoying this podcast. Reviews help immensely, whether it's just giving me some stars or giving me an actual written out review. I am still sending handwritten postcards. So if you send me a review, it has to be a written review, screenshot it, email it to me, send me your address, your mailing address. I would be happy to write you a little thank you postcard, a little personal thank you from me to you. And I guess that's it. So you know what, you guys? Don't be assholes. And until next time. Here's me waving like a maniac. Bye, everyone.